0: Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. Uh, thank y'all for that beautiful song. Y'all, I tell you what, that song is so true. Uh, if, if you don't know the scripture, you don't, you're not aware. But uh, he's coming back. Amen. 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 He made that promise when he left. He meant it, and he is coming back. And, you know, I don't know what it's going to take to get him back here. But the Father knows. And, uh and uh, when that time comes you can rest assured he will come back uh... it don't make any difference what's going on in my life, your life, if we're here, if we're not here, what the government's doing, what the earth's doing it ain't gonna make any difference when that day comes, he's coming Amen. Yeah. and so what our part is is to be ready for that day we need to be ready for that day and the way you get ready for that day, first and foremost you get saved, you get filled with the spirit of God so that you are able to live according to the plan of god for the christian life amen, amen. and so we are to live our life everyday like he's coming back today wouldn't it be great if he did come today amen. now there's a lot of people saying you know what I, I don't know about that i've got some things i don't well that's why everyday is an opportunity to take care of those things that yes. make you doubt whether you're ready or not amen, amen? And this is one of those days, and I praise God that he's given us this beautiful day and this wonderful day to, to worship him in spirit and in truth and to hear from his word and to learn from his word today. If you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of 1 Peter. The book of 1 Peter, I'm going to be uh, reading in chapter uh, 1. I'm going to start in verse uh, 15 and go through 21. Uh, I, I actually uh, use these various scriptures here. Uh, a few months ago, and uh, as I was uh, praying and, and trying to figure out what to, to, to preach today that was according to the Lord's will, I, he just I just kept this was the, this is what it is, and so uh, I don't know how many other preachers. I know I preach the same scriptures a lot of different ways and a lot of different times. And I don't know whether it's going to be any different or not, but I do know one thing. Peter's got some things to tell us that we need to to live. According to a certain way amen if we're going to proclaim to know Jesus we need to live like we know Jesus Amen, amen. if we're going to say he is my Savior Then the world ought to be able to, to see what we do and know and understand that we're different from a lost person Amen, amen. The, the world should be able to see us and say you know they're not so worldly they're more spiritual That's something that must be and should be evident in the lives of saved people. And and, you know, I know we're not saved by work, we're saved by grace, but we are saved by grace and and we're recreated in the image of Christ unto good works. Mm -hmm. We are to do good works and this scripture is going to show us some things today. uh, And and I think uh, if I have to give this a title, it's going to be Be Holy. Just be holy. So, in verse 15, chapter 1 of First Peter, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be you holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And if, if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons, judges according to every man's work, past the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ Jesus as a lamb without spot, without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times, look at this, for you, praise God. Isn't that beautiful? For you. Who by him do believe in God that raised him from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Father, thank you for this touching scripture. Thank you for Peter's explanation of who Christ is and what we need to be in Christ. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Help us to hear it today. And help us, Lord, to understand that worldliness is not godliness. And that we must show forth the praises of the one who dwells inside of us. We must give him honor and glory. And according to this scripture, we're going to be judged by our works. So God help us to be holy as He is holy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, Jesus, uh, Peter, (laughs) Peter, yeah, yeah, y'all know why Peter, when I think about Peter, he's an uneducated man. He's not well educated. Now, he knows some scripture, but he's not well educated. He was a fisherman. He was one of the one always sticking his foot in his mouth. He was always the one getting in trouble. He was, a, he was the one who denied Jesus three times. He is the one that the Lord personally spoke to and asked him three times, lovest thou me? And he told him every time, feed your sheep. When Peter got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit though, something changed in that man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something big entered into him. Mm-hmm. And he understood the word and he was made a, uh, the, the missionary, if you will, to the Jewish people. He became one of the chief heads of the church. And he knew things because he had walked with Jesus Christ. And he didn't understand, as we've been studying on, on Wednesday night, from what all Jesus is teaching the apostles before he ascends and before he dies, These men did not understand the things that Jesus Christ was trying to tell them. But he told them anyway because he knew when the Spirit would come and entered into them, they were going to remember what he said. Not only were they going to remember what he said, they were going to understand what he meant by what he said. If there's one thing that is lacking in today's society, in today's church, it is the lack of understanding of what the Word of God means. We need, as Christian men and women, who are filled with the Holy Spirit of God, we have the capability to read and to understand that word. We have been given the power to live what we read and understand. For us to read and understand and not live that way is sin against a holy God. Amen. Amen. That's what it's all about. We need to live our lives. And so he proclaims in verse fifteen. He said that uh, he has called you. Who, he who has called you is holy. So you be holy in all matter of conversation. That's not just talking about your speech here. He's talking about your lifestyle, where you live, how you live, how you present yourself, how people see you. We are to be holy when people see us. Amen. We are to be. Ex- we are to exemplify. The, the Lord Jesus Christ, who dwells in us, it should be something that, a matter of fact, uh, the Bible says that's a, our reasonable service to him. Amen. Amen. Amen? Amen. And because he has done what he has done for us. And in verse 16, he tells us, uh, he made this statement, uh, Uh, that that God related this to Moses as he called it for this is the statement he made be ye holy for I am holy he made this statement to Moses in Leviticus chapter 11 verses 44 and 45 and he emphasized God himself as he spoke to Moses that he wanted us to be holy amen it's not something and you know we have the world tells us and and a lot of uh, preachers and teachers tell us you can't do that Did God say we could people? be? Oh, is God liar? Is God not able to do that which He said He can do? He can, He can. But the problem is, is that we're not robots. God does not force Himself on anybody. God leaves it up to you to come, to come unto Him, to call on His name, to be saved, and then He equips you with the Holy Spirit of God that He fills you with at your salvation to do everything He said I want you to do. Amen. We limit ourselves. God is limitless. Amen. And so the closer the relationship you have with God, the more you are equipped to have power to do these things. Moses, if you'll remember, you know Moses did a lot of things before God called him into the ministry. He even killed a man. Murdered him, matter of fact. Had to flee Egypt because of that. But when God got a hold of him, he turned into somebody. Amen. He turned into somebody that God trusted. That God spoke to. That God showed things that he showed no other man. He wrote all of these things now. The Torah that the, that the Jewish people read today is written by Moses. Amen. Was given to Moses by God. The Old Testament books that we read today. And the first five books that we read from Genesis through Deuteronomy are what Moses wrote that we read today. He had a relationship, and and he told Moses, he said, I want to be holy for I am holy. Now the Lord knows we are broken. Mm -hmm. The Lord knows we are sinners. He knows that. He knows that we are imperfect. Moses, as, as great a relationship as he had with the Lord, didn't get to go into the promised land because of sin. In his own life, he disobeyed God. The simple definition of sin is disobeying God. So everything God tells us to do, when we don't do those things, it is sin. The Bible says to him that don't, to don't do good and do it to not to him it is sin. It is not something to scoff about. It's not something to laugh at. It's not saying something that we should say everybody else does it because we're not accountable for everybody else. We're accountable for ourselves. Amen. Amen. Never use another person to blame your sin on them. Amen. Don't do that. And so, uh, these are things that we need to know. He knows that we are terribly imperfect, so why would he make such a request of us? A requirement. It's not a request. Why would he make that requirement of us knowing how imperfect we are? You know what? When we get to heaven, We're going to be there for one reason and one reason (laughs) why. Just one. It ain't going to be anything we did. It's going to be because Jesus Christ died for us and And we received him. him. We're going to be in heaven because of who Jesus is. And let me tell you what, while we're on this subject, we can be holy, not because we're holy, because we're not, but he is. And when he dwells in us, we take on something inside of us the holy ghost brings that to us he brings us holiness without which no man will see god without the holy spirit you know i tell y'all all the time you ain't got the holy ghost you ain't saved because without holiness no man gonna see god holiness is important amen god told us it was and so but he but so why would he make this requirement Because he would supply what we need to achieve that very thing. Praise God. God. For Israel, uh, then it was to keep the commands of God. do we still suppose to keep the commandments of God? Absolutely. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. As a matter of fact, he said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments is what he actually said. And he says it multiple times in the scripture, in the gospels. And so we so it was important also for Israel to keep their commandments. But God had also given them a temporary solution for when they broke the commandments. Amen. And so he allowed them to do sacrificial animals, sacrifice, and because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. So something had to die and shed their blood for the for the forgiveness of sins, even in the Old Testament. Amen? And so this, this is something that the Lord declared to them, the, the Lord did that, and we find out later in the Old Testament, that the blood of bulls and goats no, no longer had any effect on the sin of man with God because they abused it so bad. Now we've got to be careful that we never abuse the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. You can make the blood of Jesus Christ worthless in your life if you sin, believing that, oh, I can go ahead and sin, I'm going to cover the blood. That is making the blood of Jesus of no effect. Right. Just like it made the blood of the bulls and goats of no effect. Because they got to doing it out of habit. They got to doing it thinking, I can do anything I want to. And all I got to do is cut a goat's throat and I'm good. Look, listen to me. That's not worship. Right. That's not repentance. <laughs> That's not seeking forgiveness that's not being broken because you sinned against god and that's what was lacking in that day is the reason god made that statement that he would no longer accept that blood if we're not careful we will have the same callousness toward the blood of jesus christ the son of god the perfect lamb of god who took away the sins of the world and and peter wants us to know that we are redeemed by the precious blood of jesus christ it's precious we never need to become callous toward what jesus christ has done for us we never need to take it for granted and i'm afraid so many people do that Amen. (laughs) amen amen and so that's the way it had to be done uh, to, for them, it had to, uh, and, and the sacrifices had to be done the exact way God told them to do it, or well, they were no good it anyway. And so, but for us, the New Testament believer, there's something more. Amen. Y'all don't realize uh, being born in the generation that we are in has great benefits. It began when Christ died and rose again and poured out his spirit. All those people born from that time. We're born in the New Testament era, where we everything changed. I know God don't change, and His method did not change. We are still, we are still forgiven by blood. Amen. We're still forgiven by blood. That did not change, but what did change was the type of blood used. Amen. And so, the, the uh, this uh, so for us, the New Testament believer, there is something more. The 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 one, the thing, or the one the prophet spoke of, the one they did not see, we are blessed to have access to Him. Oh, hallelujah. We, the one that they prophesied about, the one that they longed to see, the one that they asked to see, the one that they prayed to see, they did get to see Him in this life. But we are allowed to know who He is. Amen. And what he has done for us. Praise God. We are a privileged people to be able to know this. And, and so this is this is what we have today that they didn't have. We're so blessed to have this access. Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Amen. And the Bible, and you know the Bible tells us that there's none righteous, no, not one. Not one of us are righteous. So just as there is none righteous, no, not one, when Jesus enters into our heart by the Holy Ghost, righteousness is obtained by and through Him. We become a righteous person because Christ dwells in us. Amen. Isn't that wonderful that God does that for us? And by the exact same token, He is holy. He is the epitome of holiness. And our holiness that we have that God requires of us only comes through Jesus Christ. It's only made possible by Jesus Christ in us. And as long as Christ dwells in us, we are righteous before God. And we are holy before God. Praise God. Don't tell me you can go to heaven any other way. You can't go any other way. Only by that relationship with Jesus Christ and the infilling of the Holy Ghost can you become a child of God. And so we have a Savior. (laughs) What a Savior. What a plan. What a God. Because we now have access to the Father through Jesus Christ. Amen. And we ourselves are able to have a personal relationship. All the barriers have been removed. the 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 curtain of separation in the temple was cut in plain and we now have access through jesus christ to the very throne of the father in glory amen Amen. hallelujah what a god what a savior and we are to be so happy we are to be so glad we are to rejoice greatly every day because of that, y'all, you know what? Sometimes we pray and don't even give a second thought as to what gives us that authority to do that. Isn't that a shame? Isn't that a shame when we when we sit down and we pray and we don't even think about what Jesus did to give us that beautiful, beautiful thing—prayer. It was came at a great price. It came from a plan of a great God. Because He desires fellowship with us so much. He desires to be with us. He desires to be our God. And He desires for us to be His people. My goodness, that ought to make us excited. Amen. Amen. Thank God that we serve. All glory goes to Him. And we ourselves, we are able to have a personal relationship with the Father. He knows your name. He knows are. He knows where you live. He even knows how many hairs you got on your head. Right. He knows you. Amen. Hallelujah. We are to be just overjoyed. joy. That is joy unspeakable and full of glory that we're told about. They are to bring joy to our lives to know that the God that created everything that we have wants us. Glory to God. And made a way for us to have a relationship with Him. You try to go see him the president. You try to walk in and let me tell you what, you just try. They ain't going to let you They'll shoot you if you don't hop with us. We have, to, we have to go before the God of everything. And we get to come boldly before His throne of grace. And we don't have to ask anybody's permission. Praise God. Because Jesus Christ gave us all we need Amen. to do that. Praise God. That's our God. That's our Savior. That's what Jesus has done. And we need to quit making these puny excuses as to why we can't serve Him. You can't serve God. We're empowered to, sorry, I'll get emotional about this stuff. When I get to talking about how great my Lord is, it makes me cry. Mm -hmm. I'm not worthy of Him. (laughs) Shake your head, yeah, you know I'm not worthy, neither are you. We're not worthy of God. We're only worthy because He made us that way. And He loved us so much that He sent His Son to die for us praise god thank you lord jesus for doing that so peter admonishes us his readers the ones that are reading that listen to me we have to be careful when we turn all (coughs) of our education over to a man Mm -hmm. to tell us what he what the scripture says we need to study the word for ourselves so we know what it says and when you hear preaching you need to compare that preaching to what thus says the Word of God. Because if Amen. a guy's preaching and it ain't in there, he you don't need to listen to that fellow. Amen. Right. Amen. 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 That's what's in the world in so much trouble right now. Though nobody knows what the word of God says, but they're Christian. Mm-hmm. They're following a person. You see it all the time in the churches. The preacher will leave and the church, go, <coughs> <laughs> What in the world's going on? Amen. <laughs> Don't follow the man. I don't want you following me. I'd stay in enough trouble without having to pull somebody along behind me. Follow Jesus Christ. He is the one we follow. He is the one who saves us. He is the one who has redeemed us. He is the one who died for us. And He's the one that's coming back for us. And He's coming back for a people that are waiting and watching for Him. Amen. 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 Glory to God. That's our God. That's our great Jesus. Hallelujah. So we're able to call on the Father. This gives us a description of Him as, as it applies to man. Look at verse 17. He, he is not a respecter of persons. <laughs> Amen. You know why? God don't care how much money you got. Amen. He don't care if you're a billionaire. He don't care. He don't care if he don't love you any more or any less because you've got more than somebody else. Nor does he, the one that's living on the street, the ones that are living out in, in tents and under bridges, he loves them just as much as he loves the rich man. Amen. Amen. He ain't a respecter of persons. Amen. That's what Peter said. Peter knew about like that. Amen. So he said, but look at this. He judges us how? Look at that, verse 17, read it. He's not a respecter of persons. He judges uh, according to every man's what? Work. We're going to be judged by our works. Don't tell me that you don't have to do them. You do. You're going to be judged by those works. Amen. Well, there's a flip side to that. You're also going to be a judge for not doing them. Amen. Amen. Amen? Amen. And so he he said that, uh, so he judges according to every man's work, and look at what he says. So pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. You know what he means? He means fear God and work for him. Fear God, not the world, not politicians, not the government, not fear Him. Yeah. Yeah. Now the world's told us, well, fear. Fear God. It's just a respect for Him. Oh, no it's not. It's more than that. Amen. It is much more than that. It is an actual fear. It is more than a reverence. He is the one who we're going to stand before and give an account for ourselves to. Amen. Yeah amen that's what that's who he is and so he he we're gonna have to do this and he said knowing this we should pass our time in fear now uh, not a man but of God this fear is not just respect or awe that some suggest but more like we know there will be a price to pay if we don't obey him Mm -hmm. now I know if, if I was to ask some of you young people today, how many of you get a spanking? Most of them go, Hee-h-h-h-h. That wasn't a very good giggle, was it? <laughs> that was a horse giggle. But most kids today say, a what? A what? You, you mean time out? No. Boy, I'd have loved it if mom and dad gave me time outs. <laughs> Johnny Crow would have stayed timed out. <laughs> <laughs> he'd still be in time out. He's a long way to catch up. But you know what I feared? I, I wouldn't have feared time out of none. I'd have thought, well, it's worth it because the price ain't going to be too high. A little time out, I might have to sit still for a minute. But you know what I did fear? If my britches wouldn't fall down, I'd show you. I'd let you hear it. There was no worse sound than when that belt got undone. You heard it. When it came through, them belt loops. I feared that. And I didn't do a lot of wrong things because I knew what was going to happen if I did. And it was a great deterrent to me to, to do good for daddy and mama because I knew either there was a king switch or a belt in my future. And I feared that. I didn't fear mom and daddy. They loved me. I knew they loved me. I loved them. But I feared the punishment that came along with my disobedience from them. And that is the same thing that we need to fear about God. And there's a lot of people who live their lives steeped in sin. And the punishment comes to them in this life. They, live, they go through disease, they go through heartache, they go through death, they go through a car wreck, they lay in hospital beds. Not because they deserve it, it's because they sinned and God's punishment is on them in this lifetime. You better believe that. <laughs> is all of them that way? No. Remember the land that Jesus went to his pool salon? And he told him to take up his bed and walk? And you remember what he told him? Go your way and don't sin anymore. Now he also argued that some people, like the blind man, well, who sinned? Did mama and daddy the disciples ask him? He said neither one. He was born blind so he could glor- be, glor- glorify the Father right now. Uh-huh. But the other guy, the sin, the, 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 the disease that he experienced came through a sin in his life. And that's why Jesus said, don't sin no more. Amen. It was a consequence of his sin, and it was something that God God chastises those whom He loves. Amen. Amen. Now, the best South Arkansas explanation I get about that is when you sin against God, He takes you out behind the barn and He tears you up. What's his purpose for that? Because he don't like you? Because he likes to whip on you? Is that the reason mom and dad did it? Because they love whipping you? All of you who are mamas and daddies did it. You don't want to whip your kids. You'd rather brag. I'm hey. Okay. Y'all are such a good kid. I've never have to punish them. Oh yeah, right. God's the same way. He loves us. And he punishes us to make us better. For his kingdom work. And the worst part about sin. And a lot of people don't believe this. Our sin. Separates us. From God. Now listen to me. Does it separate you from the love of God? No. But it separates you from the service. Of God. You better listen to me. You want to be used to God? Repent. Get your sins forgiven. He'll go work on you. He'll use you. You want to see more Jesus? Repent. You want to serve him in a greater capacity? Give your life to him. Surrender it all to him. Repent. Confess your sin. Let him clean you up and he'll use you just like he promised that He would. Amen. That's our God. That's who he is. So we must know this. We must pass the time of our soldiering in this fear I'm not going to do this because God is going to get me if I do. Mm-hmm. Let's all be quiet here. Yeah. How many of you ain't believe in this? You better believe it because we're coming straight out of the word. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And so this is this, 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 this is more than respect. It's knowing that that's coming if you sin against God. Like a loving earthly father, his goal is to make you better not for the world but for his kingdom his chastisement is done in love but it hurts and it is painful because it separates us from him now remember that he judges us according to our works our work amen that our service to him is very important because our service to him and the things we do for his glory are the very works we're going to be judged by amen Oh, okay. you our sleep. Verse 18, 19. We have been redeemed. Praise God. Thank God for the redemption that we have in Jesus Christ. Thank God that we are redeemed from our vain lifestyle, from our vain conversation, from our lack of being able to do works, of our lack of, of, uh, uh, of not showing Christ in us and we are redeemed from that lifestyle by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. He is the perfect Lamb of God. They tell you a lot about Sunday night studying and studying in Revelation. And one of the things we experienced in chapter five of Revelation, that there was no one in heaven, in earth, or under the earth, that was worthy to open the scroll, the seals that opened up the tribulation of God. That no one was worthy to bring the vengeance of the wrath of God upon a world that had decimated and martyred his people. And then all of a sudden, there was one. There was one. The Bible describes him as a pal that was slain, he had seven eyes and seven horns. And He came forward and took the scroll from the hand of the One who sat on the throne. Hallelujah. The One who's worthy is the One who lives in us. The One who's worthy is the One who died for us. The One who's worthy is the One that died for our sin. The One who's worthy is the One who shed His blood that we can be redeemed by that a Precious Precious Savior that we have Praise God This was not something done on a whim. It was not a change of plan Bible says God don't change. But the Bible says he has a plan And that plan does not change Now he dealt with men in the Old Testament He dealt with them in different ways He punished them even in different ways It was all severe and it all hurt a lot but when the New Testament came along, when Jesus came along, which was part of that plan, and here he says, now a lot of people say, well, that plan was conjured up when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. No, it wasn't. It was first mentioned to us in, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, when, uh, when he told the woman that there's going to be a seed come from you. And he, he talked about it. That was the first prophecy of Jesus Christ in the Bible. But that is not the first plan of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's not recorded. A, it's recorded right here, as a matter of fact. And so it says, uh, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. Before the world was even formed, Jesus was a plan from God. Amen. Hey, we, uh, <clears throat> We can't comprehend Him. We can't understand Him. We don't don't even have a millionth or a billionth or a trillionth or a ten thousand times ten thousand times ten million percent of what He knows. It was all in His plan. Is His plan still going on? Yes, it is. You know who's still in control? He is. You know why you're seeing the world, come to a place it's coming to? Oh, we gotta change this world. No, you don't. You gotta live for Jesus. He's gonna change the world for us. Amen? Amen. You, You need to live for Jesus. Quit focusing on this world. Quit listening to the climate changers. Quit listening to green energy. Quit listening to the debates. Quit listening to all the arguing about who can do the best job. God can do the best job. He always has, always will, and he's got a plan for this world, and it ain't gonna make it. Amen. Amen. I gotta move on, just about through. So, this plan of Jesus Christ was (laughs) foreordained before the foundation of the world, but look at this, was manifest in these times for you. You don't think we're not a privileged generation? to understand this, to know this, amen. You know, the Jews over there still arguing about Jesus. Uh Muslims still arguing about Jesus. We don't need to argue about Jesus. From the foundation before the creation of the world, He was a plan. And not only that, Isaiah says the Gentiles were going to see this great light, and we were going to come to it, and here we are. Woo! We're here. Why? Because God had a plan. Kept his plan. He's still got a plan. He's still keeping his plan. So don't worry about it. fear God. Don't fear a nuclear war. Don't fear the Democrats taking over. Don't fear this. Don't fear that. Fear God. And do the work and the service of God for His glory and His kingdom. And you'll be okay. Amen. 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 <coughs> Amen. And, and this Advent, in these last times he's talking about. This before-ordained truth came at a specified time as God Himself sent forth His Son to redeem us and also sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts to make us His sons and an heir of God through Jesus. My oh my, what a God! Let me read that to you. Galatians chapter four, verses four through seven. Let me read you what Paul wrote to the Galatians there. But when the fullness of the time was come, listen to this: God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of the Son into your hearts. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Crying of a father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Jesus Christ. Man, I tell you what, everybody in this room wants to get up and shout on Amen. Amen. the family. Hallelujah. We are the church. We are the born again believers. We are the children of God through a relationship with Jesus Christ who has redeemed us with His own blood. He has filled our hearts because we repented and called upon His name and came to Him. He filled our hearts with His own spirit and He made us sons of God. He made us joint heirs with Him. The What He's building right now is ours. Praise God. I don't know what, when he gets done with it, he's going to come get us. I want to fear God, and I want to serve God. I want to do the works of God that I'm going to be judged. by. Hallelujah. Amen. I guess the question is, you know, I'm not even going to get into the last verse. I guess the question is, have you been redeemed? Have you been filled with the Spirit of God? Are you a son of God? Or a daughter? He always uses the masculine. Are you saved? And if so, well here's the here's the real defining proof. Are you doing the work of the kingdom? lots to think about it. We can all look at our lives and know we could have done more. Amen. We don't need to live that way. We need to do all we can from this day forward. Every day is a new opportunity to start up with God. To be refilled with the Spirit of God. To draw waters from the wells of salvation that Isaiah claimed. Amen. Get a big drink of him. Get full of him and feel that power that helps you serve him. We just can't. Please bow your head close your eyes. You know, Peter told us a lot today. Word. Man, all came from the Spirit and dwelt in Peter. Do you have that? Do you understand that? Do you serve God that way? Do you fear God like you should? Amen. These altars are open. Come. Come. You don't have to come in just. May it come and reevaluate your life. Talk to him about the things you are doing. Tell him. Just talk to him. Jesus gave us that, so we can come. We can talk to him. We can confide in him. We can ask him questions. We can seek his wisdom. trouble. Thank you for being here today. Uh, don't forget tonight's service. It starts at 5 o'clock. Uh, did I see? This? is there a meeting tonight before? Of well, the practice. choir. what time? Four. Four o'clock for the choir, okay? So, uh, if you wanna sing and that's a choir special that you're gonna do and talk about, well, come on up here and at four o'clock and we'll do that. And the service starts at 5, hope you'll be there. Thank you for all who are here today. Thank you for our guests, our visitors, and I just pray that the Lord has spoken to you through His Word today. Amen. Amen. And that we believe what we've heard today. We it's this straight out of the Word of God. Amen. We need to live our day, every day, like it's our last day for Him. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Uh, Brother King why would you dismiss? And most going Heavenly Father, Lord, as I come before you, Son of praise. I thank you and praise you for this day and for the opportunity to be in your house, fellowship with your people, and God's fellowship with you, Lord. I just pray that each one of us will take these words with you and apply them to our hearts, Lord, that we might draw closer to you. I pray for these and some the prayer list. that you reach down and touch them, Lord, your minister to the need that they have. I pray now that you'd watch and care over us this as we, do, but I guess, have to travel home, give the traveling grace, and bring us back safely. Uh, for some day, and we'll Amen. Amen. Amen.